It's a wonderful day to praise the Lord together, and so good to see all of you here yeah, in the English service. And we are looking forward to our celebration next week. We're going to have our 60th anniversary of the diocese. We want to remember God's faithfulness and also to give back all the glory to Him. Amen? Amen. And for us to, to have a place here to worship God, it's a blessing, isn't it? Yeah. We are together here. Amen. We just service our acorns recently. And, and so we give thanks to God for that. It's so comfortable. And, and the fruit of the, the work, you know, of all those who have ministered to the Lord, you know, give their lives to the Lord to serve Him. And this is the fruit that we see today yeah, in our own lives, in this place. And there's so many churches. We're not just saying about our diocese, you know, Anglican diocese, but all the body of Christ, yeah, even in different denominations, different churches. We want to give thanks to God for God has done a mighty work in, uh, in Sabah, in Malaysia. And, and God wants to give us a vision, you know, for the few years ahead of us. God has not stopped working. Amen? Yeah. God has not stopped working. God is still, you know, doing something, doing His will and His, you know, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes you can feel that God is telling you, hey, come on, uh, let's do it. To, uh, come and join me. Come and join me. Yeah. Come and join me in, in my harvest. Come and join me to go to the harvest field. Yeah. So the Lord is preparing us. Yeah. The Lord is preparing us. Even this morning, uh, as I uh, prepare the message, I feel that, you know, God, really wants to encourage us. Encourage us again and again. <laughs> yeah, encourage us again and again because we are His children. Amen? Yeah, we are His blessed children. And a lot of times, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, maybe you can remember the first time that you accepted Christ. You remember that day? Yeah? You remember that day? How old were you? <laughs> yeah. Some are older, some are younger. Yeah, you, you remember that time when you say, Yes, I I want to follow Jesus. Yes, I want to you know be a, a believer, isn't it? I, I want to believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. My my time was when I was 12 years old. I was in kindergarten, uh, not kindergarten, uh no, sorry, 12 years old in the kindergarten at Anglican, you know, at All Saints. They have the kindergarten. You still remember that? Some of you, <laughs> I, I still remember, you know, uh, where the Hosanna Hall is, but now there was a kindergarten and then you can walk you know, around that. And I still remember it was there. We, we were using the kindergarten. I was 12 years old. I don't even remember who was the Sunday school teacher. No, I don't remember her. You know, I remember when we were 12 years old because normally Sunday school is only up to 12 years old, right? Uh, then you go to church together with your parents to attend the service. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, as I shared before last time, you know, I, I love Sunday school because I love the singing, you know. I like doing all the action songs, yeah, <laughs> at that time. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the uh, Sunday school teaching as well. But I remember, you know, our teacher, Sunday school teacher, because she knows that next year we are not going to be with her already. We are going to go to church, you know, church service. And so she shared the gospel with us. And, and then she asked, who wants, you know, who wants to believe in Jesus? Who wants to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior? And I remember that day, and I said, yes, I want. And I prayed that prayer. And although I was 12 years old, I may not understand fully everything, but I know there was a change in my life, 
isn't it? Right? When we first accepted Christ, there is like a change. You know, we feel a change. It, it, it wasn't physical. I didn't become more beautiful or, <laughs> or I grew taller or what. No, it, it wasn't a physical change. But your spirit know something has changed. Yeah? Deep inside us, we know something has changed, isn't it? We know something has changed. And then we know that somehow there is a desire to want to know this God. I remember that time, I have this desire. I just want to know God. I just want to follow Him. I just want to follow Him. And I remember I would start um, you know, taking Bible verses. I read the Bible and then some verses that touch my heart, I will write it down and I'll put it inside my pencil case. Do you do that last time? I don't know. I put it in my pencil case and I'll recite it. I will memorize it and I say it and say it and say it you know, in my pencil case. And then after a while, okay, another one touched my heart. I'll write it and put it in my pencil case again. Then I'll recite and recite. So that was the time I know, you know, I, there's something different. I have a relationship with God and there's a hunger for more of Him. You know, want to read His Word, want to go for fellowship, you know, Christian fellowship or in church. And there is that desire, that desire. But a lot of times, we, we do not know actually what it means. You know, we know we accepted Jesus Christ, but we didn't know that how it will affect us. What I mean is that at that time, we didn't know that we are made of spirit, soul, and body. You know, I'm sure in our church, we learn a lot about that, right? But at the time when we became a, a Christian, we didn't know that, oh, actually our spirit has been, when we accepted Jesus Christ, when we believe in Jesus Christ, we want Him to be our Lord. It's our spirit that has been made new, a new creation, our spirit. So we thought that everything will be okay, you know, everything will be all right. <laughs> but we forgot, we have this, we didn't know, not that we forgot, but at the time we didn't know, we didn't have that kind of teaching that says that now your soul, there is a soul part that affects us. Yeah, there's a soul part that we, are, we have a soul and our soul needs to be renewed, right? Our soul needs to be renewed. That's why uh, in the book of Romans, it says that renew your mind, renew our mind. Okay, so renew our mind and things like that. So we struggle, like as we're growing up and then as a Christian, maybe we feel like, no, I have accepted Jesus Christ, but why still I have this problem? We don't understand. And, but we ourselves, actually, our spirit man is in the Lord. Right? Our spirit man is in Christ. Christ is in us. So sometimes... For me, it was like a journey of, I don't understand uh, fully, but I thought you know, it was a journey of wanting to be somebody that I am already, you know, to want to be a Christian, but I'm already, yes, a Christian. It's like I feel like I must do something to perform, to please God or anything, but actually no need because in our spirit, we are already made new. We are already in, in the Lord. Yeah, in the Lord. But sometimes, because what is happening in our soul, in our mind, in our emotions, we don't feel that, oh yeah, I don't think I am in Christ and Christ in me. <laughs> so today, I'm saying so much is, what I want to say is that today our topic is unmask and charge. Unmask and charge. 
Okay? Unmask and charge. What, is, what do we mean by unmask? Unmask means we want to expose the true character of something uh, or somebody or the hidden truth about somebody. Example, uh, we're talking person now. So unmask it. Like you take off your mask, you expose the true character of or hidden truth about somebody. You know, sometimes I don't. Have you been to a party where you need to wear mask? I'm not sharing about this, huh? The <laughs> what we're wearing now, but you know, to cover our face. You know, have you been there to a party like that? Uh, I've not. Like, only been to a party where I need to wear party hat, but not like mask like that. <laughs> okay. So sometimes if we go to a place where we need to put on a face, like face mask to cover our eyes and things like that, we may not be able to recognize who is the person, isn't it? So today, what we want to say is that the Lord wants to encourage us. Expose our true character or the hidden truth. What is it that we want to expose? Who is it? Ah, so I want to encourage us. This is the good news. Okay, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8 to 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8 to 18. We'll just read it at one go, then we'll talk about it. Let's read together. Yet, how much more radiant is this new and glorious ministry of the Spirit that shines from us? For if the former ministry of condemnation was ushered in with a measure of glory, how much more does the ministry that imparts righteousness far excel in glory? What once was glorious no longer holds any glory because of the increasingly greater glory that has replaced it. The fading ministry came with a portion of glory, but now we embrace the unfading ministry of a permanent impartation of glory. So then, with this amazing hope living in us, we step out in freedom and boldness to speak the truth. We are not like Moses, who used a veil to hide the glory to keep the Israelites from staring at him as it faded away. Their minds were closed and hardened, for even to this day, that same veil comes over their minds when they hear the words of the former covenant. The veil has not yet been lifted from them, for it is only illimited when one is joined to the Messiah." So until now, whenever the Old Testament is read, the same blinding comes over their hearts. But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever He is, Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to Him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we are become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into His very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Amen. Amen. In this passage, they were talking about, you know, um, Paul was talking about between the law, you know, uh, the time of Moses when the law was given. Now, the law was given so that we will know what is our, you know, what are sins, you know. Sins look like what, you know, the law was given and that. But here is saying that now after Jesus has come, okay, there is this ministry of the Holy Spirit. There's a new covenant given to us, okay. This new covenant is given to us and this hope is living in us. 
no longer out there. In the past, before the new covenant, it was like kind of out there. You know, you need to build this temple, you need to go there and do all these kind of things. It's there. But here, uh, God is telling us this hope is in us. Okay? And it's imparted to us this righteousness that comes from Christ. It is imparted to us. We do not have to work, you know, and perform to get to be righteous. But it is the righteousness of God. Yeah, God say even our own righteousness are very filthy, you know. No matter how good we are, it's, uh, it's worth nothing. <laughs> it's worth nothing. But the righteousness of Christ is the one that saves us. So we have, you know, it's imparted to us. It's given. It's imparted. You have it. You have the righteousness of God here in our spirit. You have it. I have it. And I have to keep reminding myself about this, okay? I have to write and maybe put in my pencil case again. <laughs> the righteousness of God. Okay, we have it, right? And when, the, when we believe, you know, in verse 16, when we turn to God with an open heart, that veil, you know, that stops us from not being able to see God Himself is being lifted. It's being lifted that we can see Jesus Okay, we can draw close and then because we see Jesus and Jesus, you know, His glory is reflected in our hearts to others as well. So we are being transfigured and it says there yeah, in verse 18, we are being transfigured into His very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this transfiguration is from the Lord. So we are being transformed. Okay, we are transformed into His image more and more. Even our soul will be transformed because we renew our mind. That's why it's so important that we have the Word of God in our hearts to renew. We have the voice, we hear the voice of God that we will be renewed and become, you know, we know who we are. What I'm trying to say in, in terms of unmasking, you know, unmasking, I'm not saying that oh, we show all our, our bad stuff or whatever. No, no. What, I'm, what I feel that what God meant by unmasking, yeah, I, I was like, when I have, during this week, I only started with like, okay, God, what do we preach, you know? What are we going to say this Sunday? And I felt like I just have a title, you know? Unmask and charge. Huh? What do you mean unmask? Unmask what? So that we don't hide all the bad stuff in us or what? No. It wasn't like that. I was like quite surprised. Oh, okay, God. Unmask means, it says, we are already in Christ. Amen? We have the identity in Christ. Amen? Yeah? We have it. It's in here. So God is, is like telling us like, Take away the mask that is covering their identity. Yeah. Take away the mask. Expose that true character of Jesus Christ. Expose that hidden truth of God living in us. The mystery of God. Wow. Living in us. The Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there's so many things that cover us, you know. Some, we are, the veil is already taken off the day when I accepted Jesus Christ. Amen. Because I felt the difference. But it wasn't a physical change, but it's something in my heart. That veil was taken off and I can, you know, spiritually see God in a sense that I can sense Him. I, I can, you know, 
uh, he's speaking to me through his word, okay, and, and, and leading me. Okay. It's just that I didn't understand my soul part. How does that work when I believe in Jesus? Okay, when I believe in Jesus. But today God is like telling us, you know, you have it. I am in you. You are in me. Take off that mask, you know, throughout the years, maybe since the day we believe in Jesus or that. All this mask that is stopping this reality, the truth of Jesus Christ coming up. So, I encourage you, brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, our, we may see that our soul is a bit slow in catching up, you know. Sometimes we still think that, oh yeah, I'm not sure uh, whether God wants me healed or not. Or, I'm not sure whether God really loves me. So, that's our soul part, yeah. Soul part, our flesh wants to go back to the past. You know, wants to still think like the past. Still think that, I still hurt, or, you know, I still, no, no. Yeah. God has already given us the provision to be healed. God has given us the provision to be fully restored. And that is what we want. To live that fully restored, fully healed yeah, in us. Amen? I, I think that's good news, right? <laughs> that's good news. So let's, let's encourage one another. We know, we understand now in our spirit, we are a new man, you know, we are a new creation. Yes, the soul part takes a bit of time. So we encourage each other with that, this new part that we, I mean, in this new covenant that we have in Christ. So my friends, the Lord is encouraging us, believe, believe His word. Believe that we are a new creation. Believe that the day when you accepted Jesus Christ, Christ is in us, we are in Christ. Yeah? Believe that new identity that we have been given. Embrace it. And if we find it difficult when our soul is fighting us, you know, our mind and emotions are not feeling that way, then we pray, God, help us, help us. That's why we want to hold on to this. What is this new, what is this uh, true character? that is already in us, the character of Jesus Christ that is in us. Who are we that, you know, who are, are we in Christ? Let that come off. So I'm just going to list a few points. I know, you, you know, you can find this, you know, in, in the, even in, as you Google, also you can find it. And I'm sure most of you also, you have heard about it. Who am I in Christ? Right? Who am I in Christ? So we are greatly loved by God. Okay, we are greatly loved by God. So if we have this mask that is telling us, I, I don't think so, you know. I think God only loves me when I'm very good. Oh, please burn that mask, okay? <laughs> Alright, burn that mask. Just say, no, I'm going to take it off. Like, you know, you can sometimes prophetically, you know, prophetically take it Like, I'm not going to, ah, it's burned. God loves me eternally, unconditionally, you know. Yeah. Whether I perform well or not, He still loves me and He wants to help me and He cares for me. Okay, right? right? So I am greatly loved by God. I am complete in Him who is the head over all rule and authority of every angelic and earthly power. Wow, I am... Oops, sorry, the next one. Okay, I am complete in Him. Okay, I am complete in God, right? In Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, it says that I am complete in God. Sometimes, you know, we hear people talk, Oh, I feel so incomplete without this person. You know, like, okay, uh, I feel like oh, I can't do much. Um, but God says we are complete. Okay, some, some of this we can meditate. 
Today, I'm just like saying a, a summary or things like, we need to meditate on it. What does it mean to be complete in the Lord? What does that mean? Well, I think, you know, we can study, we can meditate on it. I am complete. I'm complete. I am already complete in my spirit. I am already complete. I may not feel it in my soul, but that is the mask that I need to take off. You know, take it off. That the complete, I am complete in the Lord comes up. Okay? Furthermore, sometimes we ask, what is our purpose in life? Do I have a purpose in life? In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 say, I am God's workmanship. I am created in Christ to do good works that He has prepared for me to do. I am. I have a purpose. God already prepared a purpose for me. God already prepared for me. Okay? I am His workmanship. The way that He created me is to fulfill His purpose. I am created in Christ. I do good works. His purpose are good works for me. And when that, you know, I tell you again, when the mask starts to come on our face or, you know, if there is still that mask on us that is telling us, no, you're not good. You don't have a purpose. You see, you're very lost. You don't even know what you're doing with your life. Wow, we really need to, <coughs> no. <laughs> yeah. We, I am already you know, I'm already, a, you know, created in Christ. I am already. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to work for it to get my purpose. I ask the Lord, what's my purpose? I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. Philippians 4.13. Yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. This verse it's a verse that, you know, has impacted my life. I, I remember, you know, sometimes you feel that you cannot do it, but I, I remember on the day of New Year Day, when I was in my Form 5, New Year Day when I was in my Form 5, we went to church, and the dean of the cathedral at that time was uh, Bishop Yong Jen Fa. You know, my family, we normally sit right at the back, you know, so that we can, um, you know, uh, miss the, we don't want to be stuck in the traffic, you know, as we go out from church. So we stay in the back after finish church, quickly run to the car and get out <laughs> and go shop, food shopping to the market, okay? That's what we will normally do. I remember I was just sitting there, you know, sitting at the back. And Bishop uh, Jenfa, his New Year Day message is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I was sitting so far away. <laughs> but the word like hit me, uh, wow, that was, you know, God was speaking to me. I felt it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that was His, you know, His word in me that enabled me to go through my Form 5 and pass, you know, more than what I expected. Yeah, more than what I expected. So let the word of God, the truth of God, yeah, unmask it. Expose the hidden truth. What is the hidden truth? The truth of God in us. Jesus is the word and Jesus is living in us. You know, His word in us that says that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yeah, next one is that I am a new creation. I am, like just now we keep saying, I am a new creation. Some people may say, Ah, I'm like this now I cannot change huh? <laughs> right? like having the ability to believe that we can be like Christ we can be you know have Christ in us sometimes we look at our life we feel that not able to change or we are afraid of change afraid what is it like do you know sometimes people 
I mean, even from my own experience, sometimes we are so used to being negative and feeling depressed. It's like we, don't, we cannot imagine what is it like to be well. Yeah, like you're so afraid because you are always so used to feeling depressed, negative, fearful, and things like that. And sometimes you get to a point where you, 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 can, you feel afraid of being well because you're like, it's something strange to you. You know, it's like unfamiliar, right? So, so that's why when we minister to people, we need to encourage them because we're so used to that part. And, and to step out into the healing, and sometimes people are afraid because they're so used to this part. They don't know how to, you know, they, not that they cannot see that, but they don't know, they feel fearful because we find security in that environment, in that feeling. Okay? So need a lot of patience, encouragement. And so we can say that in us is a new creation. Yeah, it's a new creation. This like God says, the old has gone. That old gone. Okay. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Romans 8.37. Right? Romans 8.37. It says that we are more than a conqueror. We are more than a conqueror through him who loves us. Yeah, it's, we are not a victim. Sometimes, you know, we say that people, oh, that victim. Oh, yeah, you can't. You hang a lot. Me again, I cannot again, or you know, like that. We are not like that. <laughs> that is not uh, God, uh, you know, in us. God in us is more than a conqueror. Uh? So that's what God wants to tell us today. We are more than a conqueror. Things can change in our life. We don't have to be a victim to our circumstances. We don't have to be a victim to curses. Yeah. Okay. I am redeemed. I am forgiven of all my sins. I am made clean through the blood of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 verse 7. We are already redeemed. Some, you know, God has redeemed us. God has, you know, paid for our price. We are forgiven. So, Sometimes, you know, we have this mask of saying that, I really regret, I wish I didn't do that. Or, or you know, I don't think God will forgive me. You see, today, this happened is because God punished me. You know, that kind of talk, that kind of <laughs> way we live our life sometimes. You know, we say, God, you see, this happened not, this happened not. You see, uh, not forgive, uh, how can God forgive me, you know? Or God didn't forgive me. Now. That's why like, I get punished and things like that. So these kind of things, we want to stop it, get rid of it. Because God says, you know, when we come to the Lord, you know, we, we confess our sins. He forgives us. Not only that, He cleanses us. He cleanses us. Sometimes the enemy likes to do that to us, saying that you have sinned, you are dirty, uh, cannot go to God. Yeah, don't, don't bother praying. God is not going to listen to you. So these are things that we will stop it. Yeah, we want to stop it from our lives. And lastly, here Galatians 3 verse 13. Yeah, as I mentioned uh, previously, so, you know, about the curses. But God says that we are redeemed from the curse of sin, sickness and poverty. Now this can be quite hard because we see it in the physical Right? right, poverty, <laughs> sickness, and all this. Yeah, we see it in the physical, and it's sometimes very. I mean, it is. We feel it in our body as well. But how can we unmask, you know, and let that, you know, Christ in us, you know, show that Christ in us, friends? That's why 
God is encouraging us first and foremost. Believe it. Believe that when you accepted Jesus Christ, when I accepted Jesus Christ, Christ come, you know, make his home in us. We are in Christ. Christ is in us. That is our identity because of this new covenant yeah, that we have in, in, in God, you know. So first, take it in. Sometimes, because we think that in Christ, sometimes it's like out there, you know, instead of it's here in us, right? Yeah, here in us. Embrace it. Believe it. If we have doubts, deal with it. Go to God. Ask God to help us. You know, I have doubts. I, I can't see it, but help me. Teach me what to do. Because it is already done. Your work has already been done. It's finished, accomplished, everything. It's, it's how do I discover this? How do I live in this? Yeah, live in this finished work of Jesus Christ. That is what we are discovering every day. Yeah, that's what we're discovering every day, isn't it? Like we discover who we are, who we are in Christ. We discover the finished work of Christ. And as we discover it, you know, we share it with others. So God wants us to know today, let's unmask, okay? Let's unmask. Let's unmask things that we are not supposed to put on. Because God already told us just now in the passage that we read, the veil has already been taken away. The Spirit of God is in us. It's Spirit that set us free. So let us unmask. Right? So praise the Lord. Amen? Amen? Be assured that God has set, you know, has, has, is, is in us. Yeah, is in us. His finished work is indeed, is done, is complete. That nothing we can add, nothing we can subtract to it. Unmask. Unmask, we must, okay, <laughs> right? Secondly, let us, you know, be proactive. Let us charge, okay? What I'm saying, charge, yes, we accept our identity, you know, in Christ. We believe it. Secondly, okay, we take out, I mean, we take off that mask. But secondly, let us charge. You know, like when you go for war, you know, where everybody is ready, Hey, charge! Okay, not running also, maybe in the horse or anything. Charge, okay? Let's charge the enemy. Okay, charge here. Yeah, let's go forward. So how, how do we charge? Not just charge in terms of enemy. How do we go forward? I'd like to read this verse. I know we are familiar with this. James chapter 4, verse 7. Let's read together. Therefore, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So in this chapter 4, you know, um, James talked about don't be, a friend, don't be a friend to the world because when we are friends to the world, we are enemy with God. You know, because when we love the world, uh, we can't love God because the world will get us to do things that is not according to God's heart for us. So, how the world behave, how the world think, how is it? Is it like a mask covering us? Okay, do we begin to think like how the world think? Do we become proud? You know, the world, because they don't want God, so they'll think that they are greater than God, isn't it? Yeah, want to be greater than God, don't want to die. 
Yeah, I heard of somebody, she wants to freeze her body forever so that she will not die, is it? So afraid of death. Have you heard that? Have you seen that? Yeah, you've seen that, right? Yeah, this lady, she was so afraid of dying. She, she I mean, she's so rich, huh? she employed scientists and things like that to build something so that she can be frozen. So hopefully one day she'll wake up and still be alive. That it, it goes as far as that because people are denying, they don't want to believe that there is God. They want to live without God. And therefore, their agenda, the way they think, the way they behave, it is against God. So God is saying to us, you know, do not be proud, resist. You know, because God resists the proud, God opposes the proud, but be humble. Be humble to acknowledge that, you know, God is God. We are His creation. And therefore, God says, submit to Him. Submit to his word. And, and today the word for us is, we are in Christ. We are in Christ. I've, I've learned this many years ago, you know. Last time there was a ministry, you know, that came here to KK, you know. Um, it's called uh, by Neil Anderson, isn't it? Who am I in Christ? I've read it and things like that, but I've not really captured it in my heart, you know. Truly believe it. But... Let's do it together. How about that? All right? Let's do it together and keep reminding. We are in Christ. And, and ask the Lord, God, you tell me, leh, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, in everyday life, what does that mean to be in you? And therefore, submit to God. Submit to who He say we are in Christ Jesus. And resist the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee. Oppose any ideas that come from him. You know, the devil, he doesn't fight us like sometimes like physically. Uh, you know, in Ephesians chapter 6, right? right? It says that he has schemes. He sets strategies to defeat us. Strategies, huh? okay? Strategies, all right? So resist him because he will set his strategy against us. Maybe he just saw one, one simple lie you know, but it looks so true. <laughs> it doesn't look like a lie, but it seems like uh, there's a bit of truth in it. And But God is saying, resist, submit to God. Because only by submitting to God, then we will know what is the truth, right? Yeah, then we can resist the devil and he will flee. So resist, it means that to stand against somebody or something, to oppose, yeah, to oppose it, especially in a brave and determined way. Also, I like this. Meaning, <laughs> okay, we know that resist means we need to oppose. I, I like it when it says, in a brave and determined way. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like that. It says that in a brave and determined way. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. The Lord wants to encourage us today, resist the enemy. But submit to God first. Submit to His word or else we do not know whether to resist or not to resist, because sometimes it looks so true, right? <laughs> it looks true and real. But resist it in a brave and be determined to resist it, not to allow it to continue, you know, to um, deceive us, to put on another mask or deceive us to allow that mask to remain in, you know, on our face and cover the true identity of Jesus Christ in us. Yeah? Oppose, charge the enemy, charge this kind of lies, charge against the scheme of the enemy. 
in a brave and determined way. In Christ, we are one body. We are together. We need each other. Can I encourage us, you know, each and every day, uh, that we are part of this body in Christ and help one another. Yeah, help one another. When we see that identity in Christ is like covered, help one another, encourage our friend, encourage even ourselves. Take it off that covering that is covering the true identity. Encourage one another. Let us submit to the Lord. Let us submit to His truth. And let us resist this bravely and determinedly. We're going to resist this. I'm going to resist. You know, have you heard? I'm sure you have. So many are getting sick, right? Recently. It's not right. We cannot just sit and accept that oh, we're supposed to get sick yeah, because it's raining, uh, it's things like that. Things are moving fast, it's contagious. No, we don't want it. Yeah, we resist it. Of course, we take precaution. Yeah, but we will not allow this to continue in our nation. Amen? Not continue among us. So that is what we want to do today. Hallelujah. I, I pray may the word of God encourage us this morning. Yeah, when God say unmask, he's not condemning us, but actually he wants to see Christ in us come forth. Amen. Yeah. So let's stand and let's sing this song to turn our eyes upon Jesus. Turn our eyes upon Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for your encouragement for us to this morning. Lord, it may seem simple, like it's a simple truth that Christ is in us. But God, there's so much to it, so much to it. We pray that you open up our mind, that we will understand each and every day. What does it mean, Lord, to to be in you and you in us. Lord, to be in Christ, to have the identity of Christ in us. What does it mean to live in the finished work of Christ? What does it mean to be saved by grace, not by works, Lord? What does it mean, O oh Lord, to be truly loved, to be to, that I am already loved, that I am already accepted? What does it mean to, to be in unconditional love of God? What does that look like? What does that mean, Lord? What does it mean, O oh God, to be more than a conqueror each and every day? What does that mean, Lord, to be redeemed? What does it mean to be chosen by you? What does that mean to be your workmanship? What does it mean to have your purpose in us? What does it mean that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us in each and every day? Lord, we need you. We need your Holy Spirit because, God, it is you. You save us and you want us to know more and more about you. Lord, thank you. Help us to rest, to stop striving because we already have it, Lord. We already have Jesus. Wow, we have Jesus. We have Jesus, the Son of God. We have Jesus, the Messiah. We have Jesus, Lord, the breath, Lord, the... The Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Son of God is in us. We have it. We have the breath of life. We have the truth in us. Lord, we have you in us. We have you. 
Oh God, help us. Help us, Holy Spirit, even this day. Encourage us, comfort us, help us. Lord, intercede for us. Help us, Lord, in this area of our hearts. We need help. We need help. We need help. We need help, Lord God, to submit to you, to resist the enemy, Lord, in a brave and determined way, Lord God. Help us to see you. Help us to see you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus.